Like to welcome everybody this morning. As always, we're uh, thankful the Lord has blessed us and allowed us to be in His house again. And uh, appreciate all the children and uh, appreciate what they sung about. Uh, we don't have a lot on our heart this morning, but we just look forward to having a great day in the Lord. And just uh, as always, we're confident that uh, people is going to have an opportunity to do something this morning. And uh, just uh, seem like I mention that about every week, but uh, that's why we gather. People are going to have a, a life-changing decision to make this morning. I just pray that uh, they make the right one. I'm asking uh, Lowell Thomas, will you dismiss this Sunday school? Good to be in God's house this morning. <clears throat> I, told, I told my wife this morning, I said, the Lord sure has been good to us. Uh, I, 
couldn't, I couldn't begin to count his blessings. And uh, got saved when I was just a boy. And uh, God put me in this church. And that's, that's a blessing. Uh, we we went through a few struggles here and there, but overall, it's been pretty good, and, and real good, I could say. But we're going to have some struggles, and they they could have been a whole lot worse than they have been because the devil, like a roaring lion, going about seeking whom he may devour, uh, he's after the church all the time. And uh, but God, God's blessed us, and uh, uh, I read this this scripture this morning. This uh, lessons of one hundredth Psalm. I read this just a couple weeks ago in Sunday school, but I didn't know it was coming up. But uh, uh, I'd have probably read it anyway. But. Uh, I've, I've told you this before, but I, when I was I was in school sometime or other, I don't even remember what grade I was in, but in English class, our our teacher had us memorize this psalm. Now I, I can't I can't say it from memory now. That's been too long ago. But but uh, uh, nowadays nowadays they won't have nothing to do with the Bible in school, but. Uh, and that's a shame. But anyway, there's a scripture in the 122nd Psalm. The writer said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And uh, how many of us, I wonder, I don't want nobody to answer this, but unless you just want to, <clears throat> but I wonder how many of us was glad to come to God's house this morning. I know I was. Now I'm, uh, and most of the time, most of the time I am. And uh, hardly, hardly ever. Now I, I sometimes, sometimes Satan gives us a struggle, and we, and especially. You get old, it's a little, it's a little more of a struggle, a little more of a, a uh, little harder to get around and get, get moving. But the desire, whether whether we have a struggle or whatever our problem is, the desire ought to still be right here. And uh, even even if we get down to where we ain't able to come to God's house. The desire ought to still be in here. And when, when we was, uh, last year in the pandemic, when we wasn't having church in the church house, we wasn't meeting in the church house. The, the services that were put on the live stream, uh, I got just as good a blessing out of them as if I'd have been in, got in the house of the Lord. Now, that was a situation 
we were in we were in a situation where we couldn't be here. And God, I believe God will take care of you in those in those kind of things. Now, if I decided I liked that pretty good, I'd just stay home and watch it and not come to God's house. I wouldn't have to get up and get cleaned up and get dressed up. I could just sit at the house and watch it. I don't believe I'd get those blessings. Now, if, if, if it's a case where you have to, that's a different story. God knows all about that. And that's what we got this for. And, uh, and it's a real good thing when you need it. But the, the, the thing is, I can, I can sit at the house and watch it, and I can pray for the service if God will let me. But if I, if I testify, it'd just be to Imogen. And God might want me to, if I was here, he might want me to say something or do something to, for somebody else. And I couldn't do that if I wasn't here. And, uh, but anyway, uh, so I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And, and this lesson starts out, everybody probably knows it, but make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. And uh, I thought about that. And, and we all know, uh, and I believe the, the writer said that uh, the joyful noise that they had when, when this was translated uh, in another place it was translated shout. But now a joyful noise to God is not always a shout. It's not always a song. Sometimes it's just something that comes right out of here that don't come out of here. The Bible said there's more rejoicing, and I may not quote this exactly right, but it said there's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repents more than 99 just persons that need no repentance. So when, when somebody gets saved, it's joy in heaven. And it's, it's joy to them too. There's joy in the church. How many... How many times have you seen somebody get saved and maybe maybe you're sitting there thinking about something else and not even where you ought to be in the service, but if somebody gets up and testifies they've been saved by the grace of God and God's Spirit moves in that and testifies to that, if you've been saved, you can connect with that. I don't care how far away you might be, uh, you can connect with that. You, you will know it. But make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And uh, whatever we do, and I believe, uh, how many of us, and I, I bring this down to a natural thing, when our, when our kids is growing up and they, they do something that we think is kind of outstanding, and makes us real proud. We're tickled and, and uh, so on. How much more does God love me than my mom and dad did? 
And they loved me. I, I have no doubt about that. But God loved me more. Jesus come and died for me. And uh, he, God so loved the world. And that was me. And uh, he come and died for me. So he loves me way more than I ever loved than I ever loved Jay. And uh, and I, and I love him to pieces. I, I hope he knows that. But uh, God, God, I, I can't tell you how much God loves us. It's beyond words. Think about it. God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. How many of us could do anything like that? Not one. But God did. And you might say, well, he knowed he was going to raise him from the dead. Certainly he did. But he had to suffer. And he had a body just like ours. He was 100% human. In the flesh. And those nails hurt him just like they would hurt me. And he bled blood just like I would if, if, if I had an injury. He suffered. The only thing, the only thing I couldn't have done, had I been doing, going through the same thing, I couldn't have took the sins of the world and nailed them to the cross. And he had those, I can't, I can't even imagine the suffering that he went through just because he had my sin on him. He had the sins of the whole world and he took them to Calvary. And he, if you remember, he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And you can read that same that same quotation in the 20th chapter, I believe it's the 20th chapter of the book of Psalms. And uh, everything that Jesus done just about in his whole life, you can find back there in, in the Old Testament. Anyway, so make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Uh, in First uh, Peter and this, this is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. I got a bunch of them, though. But First uh, Peter 1, 8 said, Whom having not seen, this is talking about Jesus, Whom having not seen, ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And... There's joy in, in working for God. Uh, one reason that we can be glad when they, when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord, we can come to God's house and, and seem like get just a little bit closer to God. I, I remember I used to work at Superior Coach over on Kibbe Street in Lima. 
and I lived. I think I, I probably lived at Elida or somewhere. But anyway, I'd get off I, a lot of times. I've got off work at Superior and drove around by the church house and went in and, and got on the altar and prayed. And uh, seemed like seemed like doing that, I got just a little closer to God. And uh, I know I could I can pray at home or wherever I'm at if God'll let me. But it's it seemed like this this right here is a special place. And it's de- this this is dedicated to the worship of God. And my house is too. I I've told I couldn't tell you the times that I've told God everything I got's yours. And it is. Ever the Bible said every good and ever perfect gift come down from above from the Father of lights in whom is no variableness nor shadow of turning. He's given us everything we got. The only uh the greatest gift was Jesus. But all the blessings that God's given us, we ought to be shouting hallelujah all the time. Anyway, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. And uh, I got a scripture wrote down here somewhere. Uh, I left my head. But anyway, we make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. And there's a scripture in the 40th chapter of Psalms. said, and, and he hath put a new song in my mouth, even a song of praise unto our God. Many shall hear it. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. So that's what God's given us. We're supposed to show to somebody else. And the only way we can do that is to move in the Spirit when the Spirit gives us something to do. We can, we can show them and by living our lives clean, being the very best we can, and then following the Lord when He gives us something to do. We can be a light to our people. They can they can see our te- hear our testimony hear our songs whatever whatever God gives us to do they can hear that and that's a witness to them if the spirit moves in it that's a witness to them that to what we've got's the real thing I know when when I was just a boy uh, this church was a witness to me. And there's very few people left here now that was here then. A lot of us guys that's my age was around then. And uh, maybe a few, few, few that's elders that's left. But most of them gone on to heaven. But it's still the same church and they're still in it. You read, read in the 11th chapter or the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews, said, seeing we're compassed about, and what was, what was he talking about 
right before that, he was talking about all those old patriarchs that had lived by faith and was already gone to heaven. And then he said, seeing we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, they're still, they're still with us. They're st- their testimony is still going on. And as long as, as long as Lima Missionary Baptist Church is here, those people's testimony will still be going. They were a testimony to me, and hopefully I've been a help to somebody else. I don't, uh, that's, that's the desire of my heart. But that testimony will keep going till God tells Jesus to go get the church, and then that's over. Far as down here, anyway. So serve the Lord with gladness. So we ought to be, we ought to come to church glad to be be coming to the house of the Lord. And uh, there's a scripture, and I didn't I didn't look it up, but Jesus told some of them one time said. Uh, uh, one of these days, and I can't quote it, one of these days you're going to get in a place where somebody else will gird you and take you whether you wouldn't, more or less. In other words, you're going, to get, you're going to get where you might not be able to go do the Lord's will or come to God's house, so you better go while you got the opportunity. And uh, what the Bible said, what thy hand finds to do, do with thy might, for there's no power nor device I can't quote all that either. In the grave, whither thou goest. One of these days, one of these days, every one of us is going to die and our work's over. Now, if we followed God like we ought to, the Bible said, Blessed are the dead that die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. So if we got the right kind of works while we're here, them will stay on just like the people I was talking about when I was a boy that was in this church. Their works are still going on. What Jesus done at Calvary's cross went back to Adam and come all the way down to us and it's still going on all the way down to the end. And uh, it's up to us. It's, It's just like a a relay race. Uh, God's got the baton run, runs the first leg. When he gets done, he hands it off to the next guy. And he runs, and, and they keep going till the end of the race. So we gotta, we got to run our little part of the race. And the Bible said with patience. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So, our help comes from him. And Ronnie, Ronnie used to sing a song, I I believe it was Ronnie, I can't even move without him holding my hand. And uh, so we, unless God God tells us to move, we got no business moving. But anyway, that's, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. 
The Bible said in, in the first chapter of St. John, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And then it says, in Him was life, and that life was a light of men. Uh, and the 14th verse, I've got, I've got to quote that one if I can. That the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And uh, we beheld His glory. Now, you can say, well, the fellow that quoted that was there when Jesus was. I beheld His, I'll talk for me, I beheld His glory in 1956, sitting in a little block building over on Albert Street, and the preacher got up and preached on, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I beheld His glory down in here. I didn't see Him with these eyes, but down in here I beheld His glory in the church. And that's where you'll, you'll find Jesus. He took up His abode in my soul the day I got saved, and He's been there ever since. Sometimes look at, just looking at me, you can't tell that, but he's there. And sometimes when we can move right, people can see that. Down, may we make a connection from one, one soul to the next, and, uh, and, and people can see that. When Flavius Ash preached that that morning, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, I knew absolutely for a fact that that was true. Know ye that the Lord, He is God, is He that hath made us, not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. And uh, David, David wrote in the 23rd Psalm, everybody pray, quote it, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. And uh, he restoreth my soul. I can't, I can't quote it all exactly right, but God, God is our shepherd and he's take care of us. The shepherd took care of the sheep, lead them where they could get something to eat, take them to the water to get a drink, and Jesus, he brought us here this morning so we can move a little closer to the table. And it ain't, it ain't his fault if I don't get plenty to eat. And uh, the water's flowing all the time. He put it, he, he said it'd be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. That water's been flowing down in my soul ever since that Sunday morning in 1956, and it'll not stop. Never. And uh, if anything at all, people, uh, the song Linda sings, "Faith ends when we get to heaven. Our faith will be over. We'll see it. We'll be in. We'll see it face to face." But that living water will still be flowing. It'll still be joy unspeakable, and even more so then than it is now. 
and full of glory. I've, I've, tried, to, I've tried to imagine what it would be like going to heaven. I, probably everybody else has too, but I've tried to imagine, and it's beyond me. Did Think of the greatest, highest service you was ever in that you got in the spirit the most and heaven will probably be a hundred times better than that, if not more. That's my opinion. And, uh, and that won't be just for a few minutes. That'll be forever. I, I went to, a, I, was, I was at a church over here in the South End one time. They was having a revival. And the, the house was plumb full of people. People standing around the walls and uh, had a real good meeting. And I think it was probably somebody got saved, but I, I can't remember for sure. But at the end of the service, the pastor got up and uh, he said, we couldn't stand to be in the spirit like this all the time. It'd kill us. He said, we'd forget to eat and we'd forget to do the things that we needed to do it for this body and it'd kill us. And that's probably, the, that's probably the truth. But when we get to heaven, we'll have a body that can handle it. And uh, anybody got a comment? So it's, it's he that has made us and not we ourselves. And we're the sheep of his pasture. And if, if we want to eat, we need to follow the shepherd. If we want to get to the still water, we need to follow the shepherd. If we, in most cases, sheep will follow the shepherd, do pretty good. But uh, they won't follow somebody they don't know. Now, sometimes God's people follow somebody they don't know. But uh, I stayed with my uncle when I was a kid a while, and he had a bunch of sheep. And when I first when I first went there, I could go out and holler at them sheep all day and put feed in the trough and so on, and holler at them, and holler at them, and holler at them. They just raise their head up and look and go back to eating grass. My uncle would go out there and holler at them; they'd come running. They knew him; they didn't know me. After a while, they got used to me, and they'd, they'd come on. But uh, God's people uh, know his voice. The Bible said, a stranger they'll not follow. Enter into his gate, his gates, with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. If you ain't got nothing else to be thankful for, if you've been saved by the grace of God, there ain't nothing no better than that. And I say every Sunday, when I got saved, the best thing ever happened to me. And I've heard, I've heard hundreds of people in this church say the same thing. 
So if, if, if being saved is the best thing ever happened to us and we're living like it is, then we can enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We can be thankful every day of our life that Jesus died for us and that he offered us the opportunity. I'm glad. I'm glad that I was born into the family that I was born into. It was a, that was a big advantage, really, when it come to church. I could have been born into some family that didn't ever go to church, and I might have had a hard time, or a lot harder time than I did. We don't know. I know God's going to give everybody an opportunity. But he knew, he knew that I needed a little extra help, I think. And uh, so enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Jesus, we, we covered Jesus dying on the cross. We talked about that. How many times have we, since we've been saved, God give us a song to sing or a testimony and, or tell us to just to pray or to go read our Bible. And we say, well, I, I'll do that later. After a while, I'll take care of that. i got something else. If I put me before God, I've sinned. If I sit right here on this front bench this morning and God gives me a testimony and I don't, I don't give it, I've sinned. The Bible said, He that knoweth to do good and do it not to him it's sin. And uh, so God, God created man, and I, I got that scripture wrote down here somewhere, but I don't. God created man for his glory. And he's tickled to death. I believe God's tickled to death when we can humble our heart and glorify his name right out of our heart. That's, that's my desire is that God be glorified in my life. And that ought to be the desire of every person that's ever been saved by the grace of God. That God's, God be lifted up in our life. That somebody can see the reality of it. This is not, this is not a myth. I'm not, telling, I'm not telling you a fable. When I got saved in 1956, something real happened in my life. And it's been real ever since. That's been, that's been 65 years ago, I guess. And it's been real ever since. Even, I'll say this, I've been, I've been away from God some, and I've been wrong a lot. But every time I've been wrong, Jesus has been right here telling me that I was his and I was wrong. And that's, that's one of them, those times are some of the best blessings I've got now that when I look back on them. Because he was telling me I was his even when I was wrong. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. And the, the Lord's been so good to every one of us. 
if all he'd ever done was saved us. That's the very best heaven's got. It don't get no better than that. You get saved, he comes in, takes up his abode, and he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He said, ask what you will and I'll do it for you. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I'm there all the time. If there's any forsaken done, it's on my part. I've got, I've got myself in position before where God wouldn't answer my prayers or I couldn't feel a connection. But God never has left me. And uh, so what have we got to be thankful for? What haven't we got to be thankful for? Even, even some of the, the Bible said all things, that didn't say all good things, that said all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are they're called according to His purpose. Everything that happens in my life, God allows it to happen, and He's got a good reason for it. So, we don't understand those things sometimes. But God's, God's good to us even in the bad things that happen. Did you ever have, I know everybody here has, have somebody pass away that was close to you and God move in your soul and, and give you the comfort you needed? He's there, and he'll take care of God. The Bible said God hath pleasure in the death of his saints. God loves nothing better than take us to heaven when it's, when it's time for us to go. That's what all this was about to start with. Let us make man in our image and after our likeness and when we get up in the resurrection, we'll be in his likeness. So he'll be finished with his, he, he's not finished with his creation yet. He'll be finished with it in the resurrection. So enter into his gates, be thankful for what you got and how good the Lord been to you. For the Lord is good. Read that again. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus will endure to all generations. And that's, that started at Adam. When God come walking in the garden in the cool of the day and said, Adam, where art thou? Same, same call that I got in that little block building on Albert Street in 1956. He come walking in the garden in the cool of the day and said, Carl, where are you? And then he, he let me know where I was at. And when I come to him, when I come to him, come out of hiding, I 
I've told my experience so many times people get tired of hearing me, but I was standing about three or four rows back over on this side of the church house, standing looking the preacher right in the eye, holding on to the back of the seat, and I'd, I'd already made up my mind I wasn't going nowhere. And I would have probably stood right there if Edna Mason hadn't come to me that day, stuck her hand out, said, you need to pray, and I come out of there, and God spoke peace to my soul the greatest day of my life. And I'm certainly glad every day that she followed the Lord. I, I can't even stand to think of what, what would have been like if she hadn't. I might, I might have already been in hell. But God, God's good to us. His mercy endureth to all generations. It, the grace of God that bringeth salvation, the Bible said, hath, that's past tense, hath appeared to all men. So God's got it fixed. And he started down at Adam and he had it fixed that on that Sunday morning in 1956, His grace would appear to me. And on your day, He had it fixed that He'd come your way. And He's got it fixed this morning that it's going to reach out to somebody in our congregation, give them their opportunity to come and get saved. It's up to us. It's up to us to show them what they need. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, with praise, and... Uh, Hold Jesus up that people have a desire to have that. Anybody got anything? The 103rd Psalm, another one of my favorites. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless His holy name and forget not all His benefits. And I've already enumerated a bunch of them. David said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? He said, I'll take the cup of salvation. In other words, I'll take what Jesus gave me. And I'll pay my vows now in the presence of all his people. And how many of us, I know I've, I've done this. How many of us has ever told the Lord, I'll, I'll do anything you want me to? I, don't, I couldn't tell you the number of times that I've said that to God. And I couldn't tell you how many times I failed. But every promise, every promise He's ever made to me, He's never had a failure. And never will. And He promised me, He promised me the day I got saved that I was going to heaven one of these days. And that 